Episode two of Basement Convos starts now. Welcome back to Basement Convos, Steve. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. How are we doing? Doing well. Hope you and your family had a good holiday. Yeah, just a busy time. My birthday was two days ago, so yeah. I got double the gifts. Yeah, that's, but that's always good. Yeah, a lot of family, which is awesome. Yep. But yesterday, I was sitting down with the family watching the NBA games. I hope mm-hmm. you were too. Same with me, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to talk about those games. And the first game was Celtics-Raptors. Uh, they went to the sixth to play. And what did you think of that game? Uh, Raptors were without three, you know, significant players. Yeah. Norman Powell, Pascal Siakam, and Marcus Gasol. Uh, so that obviously hurt. Uh, Celtics, the Raptors came out pretty, they played pretty well in the beginning. Yeah. And then the, then the Celtics handled them towards I mean, the end. Ended up winning. Jalen Brown. 16 had, points. Yeah. Jalen Brown had a career game. He shot 10 of 13. Um, he got a massive contract before the season started. Like, I think like literally the day before the season yeah, started. And a lot of people questioned it just because he hasn't done a lot yet. And it was a max contract. But yesterday on the big stage, he showed out, and I'm and it's awesome to see. Just because he seems like a great guy, and it's great for the Celtics to see have a player blossom like that I've, on, I've on always, a national stage. Yeah, I've always been a fan of of uh, Jalen Brown's game. Um, I wasn't so sure about the contract if he deserved it or not. Yeah, exactly. The year he had previously, um, but it's glad that, it's good to see that he's yeah. flourishing now. Uh, Jason Tatum has been okay this year. Yeah, uh, didn't have a great game yesterday. Shot inefficiently. Um, I'm sure I'm sure he'll figure it out. He's very talented. But as for this game, the Celtics should have won this game, like you said. The Raptors yep. were depleted. Yep. Um, but the Raptors came out firing, like you said. And as for the Raptors, this year they've been running a zone, and it's been very, very efficient. They've it, been running been some, very effective. Yeah, they've been running some two one twos. A couple couple days ago, they ran against the Mavericks a two one two, and they went on a fifty to fourteen run. Which is and unheard of. It was actually it was. Yeah, like you said, it was it was their biggest comeback in franchise history, I believe. Yeah, it's it's just crazy that this team is running a zone and it's working that well, and it's just teams don't know how to how to use it. Yeah, and I know the Sixers can't play actually against a zone. I know no, it's yeah, been a problem yeah. for them with this year. A bunch mm-hmm. of teams are now implementing zones, and I think it's awesome to see. NBA Twitter was uh, talking about it and saying how awesome it is because it's just adding another element to the game instead of just man and people being lazy there's on playing been, man. There's always been an element of, you know, well, what are you going to do about the defensive three seconds? There's yeah. a way to get around that. Exactly. And last year in the NBA Finals, the Raptors were running a box and one on the depleted Warriors yeah, they were, when they were, Curry was on the floor. Face guarding Curry, right? Yeah. yeah. And it was working really well and it was fun to watch just because it's like you don't just see man and you don't see picks. You, get like, you just can't do that in some of these zones. So it was just very cool to see. And I think Nick Nurse is a great coach, but I also think Brad Stevens is a great coach. So it was it was a fun game to watch. Yeah, it's 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 good to see that the Raptors are still competitive with with losing Kawhi. Oh yeah, it's awesome. Just it's it's. I mean, I was shocked that yeah. they're this this good of a team still. Um, just goes to show how good of a coach Nick Nurse is. Yeah. But yeah, heading into the second game, what do we got? The Bucks Sixers. Um, I had the Bucks in this game. I think like most people did. I had the Sixers. Even though it was in Philly, did you? I did. Yes. Even though it was in Philly, the Sixers did come out on top. Um. Joel Embiid, 31 points on 11 of 21 shooting. He played a great game. Simmons was very effective. He filled the box sheet. But just in general, Giannis did not have a great game. No, the the Sixers held him pretty – they handled him pretty well. Yeah. I've always been a fan of Philadelphia's roster. I think yeah. defensively they, they, they're they very good. I mean, I, I don't like that they got rid of Redick. I just I just think he was a great player. He spaced the floor for – especially Simmons who can't shoot the ball that well. Yeah. And Embiid's not a great scorer. He's a great scorer for being seven foot, but he needed a Redick out there to help Help, space help take yeah. some pressure off. It hurts when, when Ben Simmons – you don't have a jump shot. Yeah, ben and Simmons, it puts so much pressure on the exactly. other players. And I think Al Horford's a great player for them. I think he's going to help them Al, in the playoffs. Al is a good addition. Veteran, veteran leadership. But um, 
Yeah, as for the Bucks, we all know they're deep, and you, you lose games here and there. We get that. It's the NBA season. No one's going to be the no Warriors two years ago. Anyway, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think the Bucks are the favorite in the East right now, like most people do. They are. But I do think the Celtics and Raptors and the Sixers can all throw bodies at Giannis and keep him competitive for a seven-game series. There's a way to beat him. Yeah, and he went 0-7 from three-point range yesterday. Of course, he has his best three-point game against my Lakers a couple yeah. nights ago, NBA, which is crazy. NBA takes a deep breath knowing that Giannis isn't a exactly. shot shooter now. Exactly. But I did not think that would be the outcome of that game, and Giannis got exposed like he did last year in the playoffs. On to the third game. It was the Rockets and the Warriors. Um, this was the Warriors' probably biggest game of the year because they have nothing to play for this year. And they came, came out on top against the Rockets, and it was at the new Chase Center. It seemed like it was pretty packed there, which I was surprised about, just because why would people want to go see a crappy team on Christmas, on Christmas when they can Day. be home with the family? Yeah. But it was busy. Um, I'm sure it was because it was the new arena. Yeah. But very nice. Yeah, and but they came out on top. Draymond Green had a great game. He shows that he can still play basketball because he yeah. wasn't having a great season. Yeah. And he shows that he's clutch because he has been clutch the past couple of years in these finals. And he shows up just like Game 7 of the 2016 finals, yeah, even though he 30, lost. 30, 35 points or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And yeah. he doesn't shoot the ball great, but he had a decent game yesterday from the field. He, he makes impacts other way than scoring exactly. the ball, which is what you've seen from him in the past. And he's kind of gotten away from that. Yeah, he's gotten awesome. away from that a little bit this year. Yeah. It's good to see him get back to those roots. Yeah. And like I said, big game for the Warriors. They came out on top, show Steve Kerr is a great coach. But yep. this also shows that the Rockets, Rockets just cannot just, have... They can't beat the Warriors. Yeah, exactly. Russell Westbrook, 11-32 from the field, even though he's the leading scorer with 30 points, 0-8 from three-point range. Yeah, that's awful. I mean, my God, it's brutal. Yeah. It's I mean, brutal. It's, it's how do you win a game when someone's going 11 for 32? And I mean, I guess the, Harden, yeah, but... And here's the problem. Westbrook and Harden both have those type of nights. They Sometimes they win, but this is not going to help them win in the playoffs. It's hard if to win. If they do this in the playoffs, they are not going to win basketball games. It's hard to win a playoff series relying on two people to throw up a bunch of shots and hoping that they're having a good night. And that's pretty much what the system is. And they don't have Eric Gordon. I get that. He's injured and all that. He hasn't even been that great. No, but they don't have a bench either. They don't. So if Russell Westbrook and James Harden are having a bad game, they're not winning anything. They're not winning anything. Like Daniel House was in—he was in like the G League last year. Yeah, he, he's like their third leading scorer. It's—I like, mean, he's cow. been a good player, but he's I mean, just good. you look at their bench and it's just like Tyson Chandler, four minutes; Austin Rivers, nineteen; Ben McLemore, twenty-eight. You got nothing going on ben there. Ben mclemore has been solid this but year, but you have nothing going he's, on he's there. He's not someone you're going to rely yeah, on deep in the playoffs exactly. or anything like that. So I mean, for the Rockets, they have some pl- problems that have to be fixed. I mean, I don't know what they can trade or what they can do, like what picks they have because of the, the Westbrook deal. Yeah. So. I, I heard this is D'Antoni's last season in Houston. I don't know if that's going to be true. I wouldn't be shocked because I, I don't see this team improving. No, it, it seems like their ceiling is kind of capped. Yeah. And now to the fourth game, which is the game I think that the audience was waiting for. We were waiting Premier for as fa- NBA day. fans. Yeah. And that was the Clippers-Lakers. The Lakers were home for this game, even though it was a home game technically for both. Um, the Lakers were favored by two, but they ended up losing 111-106. Yeah, I had the Lakers winning this game going into it. Not surprised that the Clippers won. I thought it'd be very close, come yeah. down to the end, which it did. Um, yeah, it did. You, you seem you were uh, pretty upset with LeBron's performance. Yeah, I, I was just because. Look, I don't think LeBron's won a lot of big regular season games over the That's past. It's never couple been years. his thing, and I get that, and I and I don't have a problem with that because he saved for the playoffs and he shows out in the playoffs. He made eight straight finals, and then everybody's like, "Oh yeah, LeBron's the greatest basketball player in this league, and the greatest basketball second greatest player of all time." Yeah. And which I get, but some of these games in the regular season, you got to show out, man. You got to come and play. Like you have Kawhi, who can't give fifty percent and save for the playoffs every game of the year. Three games ago, three games, three games ago, he played Giannis against the Bucks. Yep. In in Milwaukee, struggled. 
Couldn't yeah. shoot the basketball. Yep. Anthony Davis was the best player on the floor that game. He was. For, for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. For the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we go to fast forward to Christmas. He sits out a game to rest. I heard he's hurt. I mean, it looks like he got re-injured. Yeah. I mean, it did look like he got re-injured. He got in the groin by Pat Beverly. Um, so you could tell he wasn't 100% going you know, yeah. throughout that game. But, but like LeBron. Nonetheless. Dude, your team has a 15-point lead in the third quarter. Me as a fan, watching you for the past 12 to 15 years, you... I knew you guys were going to lose this game. I knew you guys were going to choke. It's just, for me, it stinks because he can't come out with any of these big wins in the regular season, like I said, and it bothers me. But I guess this game means more to Kawhi and Paul George. I mean, for Which the Lakers, been, and, and if almost, you have a 15-point lead, close it out. Make it 25 and call it call it a night. Because at that point, you have them buried. Yeah. But they didn't do that. And LeBron has the ball down three with 20 seconds left. This is what you want from a great basketball player. And he passes it up to KCP with 10 seconds left. Gets the ball back, and Patrick Beverly pokes it loose. And honestly, yeah, he deserved that because he should never have passed the KCP unless he was in trouble. He's he's always had that pass first kind of mentality. And, that and I love it. Harp. That's why that's why I love him. It's it's great. But, but late in times, games, people get on him for yeah. that for for passing up some shots that he may or may not should have. 2017 played. Finals. He had Kyle Korver game three, I believe it was, in the corner, wide open mm-hmm. to yeah, tie no, the that game. Was, that was a good pass. T- Remember and he was that. wide open. Yeah, it was an outstanding that. pass. Yeah. But Kyle Corbin missed it, and LeBron got killed. Yep. He got killed. And that's where and it that's, bothers me because that was a great pass. That was the best but play KCP there. is cut on yesterday. KCP was covered in the corner, and he still passes it to him. And then KCP gives it back because he knows LeBron's the best player and should be taking the shot. And LeBron gets the ball poked loose. And he deserved that because, like I said, he should have never given it up. But I'm just upset, and I know it's only one game, and this is where the NBC, NBA season starts. We all know that. But... It's just hard to say. Yeah, it's where the, where the NBA season starts to develop. Yeah. People kind of, you know, teams kind of get to see who they are. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. And now to the fifth game, Pelicans Nuggets. Uh, the Pelicans are not a very good team. Um, Brandon Ingram's been have playing. some talent on yeah. the roster. It's just they've been. It's not meshing. Drew Holiday's been yeah. out with injuries. Zion's out with injuries. Yeah, exactly. And they went to the hostile environment in Denver to play them. And they actually came out with the win. And I, just like the Warriors, this is a game that they wanted to prove that they are not a bottom tier team. And even though they are a bottom-tier team, according to the standings, I don't think they really are, honestly. If they get Zion back, I think they can be fighting they for that eighth spot. They I could. mean, they might be, it might be too late once he comes back. But True, in these next we, couple years, with Brandon Ingram developing and Zion obviously going to develop, I, I think they have a chance to be something special. I mean, it seems and Josh Hart's been solid yeah. for the most part. Uh, Lonzo, don't really know what's going yeah. on there. And, but, but I didn't, I, I did not have much interest in this game because there was no stars. Yeah, Nikola Jokic probably... You know the most debatable star in that game, but he hasn't been, hasn't been having a great season. Yeah, uh, last year had a great season, and he's the best passing big man in the league. He probably is, yeah. But he's kind of tubby. He gets that, loses energy very fast. He, he just looks out of he's shape. Just, he's not a marketable star either. He's in my not. Opinion. He's not. And he's got a weird personality. But you know, so yeah, I think a late game for, the, for Eastern I think, Eastern time. Yeah, I think for the classic NBA fan, then no one stayed up to watch this game. Yeah, <laughs> you're not going out of your way to nah. watch, man. I can't wait to watch you know Pelicans Nuggets night. Yeah. Zion's in that game. Who knows? Yeah. So that's know. enough NBA talk for the day. We're gonna have Andy Bergeron, one of our good friends, on to talk college football playoffs with Steve. So let's do this. Let's go. So as Dave said, we got a guest on the show, Andy Bergeron, one of our good friends, uh, went to the same high school as Dave and I, uh, currently goes to Northwestern University. Uh, we're going to talk about college football playoff coming up this Saturday, the 28th, we're both avid college football fans. So how are you doing, Andy? 
Good, Steve, Dave, thanks for having me. As always, you know, it's our pleasure. Uh, so we're going to get into the first game of the college football playoff slate. LSU, right, Oklahoma. we got LSU-Oklahoma, 4 o'clock in the Peach Bowl. That is correct. Uh, LSU, 13.5 point favorites. I think they will personally cover that towards, they'll, they'll backdoor cover that. What, what's your opinion on that, the spread? I like I really like Oklahoma to be within thirteen and a half points. Yeah. I do like LSU to start off strong, put the game out of question really, possibly by halftime, but definitely by the fourth quarter. But I just think Oklahoma's offense will just continue to generate points in garbage time and thus cover the spread. Although the game will never be in question. Similar to Alabama and Oklahoma last year. Same situation, top tier SEC team versus an a more offense-oriented Big 12 team. We saw Alabama win by a score of 45-34, to 34, but it, the game was never in question, yeah, obviously. Of course. Yeah, I, I, I think kind of the opposite. I think that it will be close throughout the first three quarters. I think close as in LSU will pretty much have a lead, but Oklahoma will never be out of it, and I think LSU will prevail in the fourth quarter and kind of put them away with a dagger. Uh, to cover by two touchdowns. Um, I think LSU's offense is just too dominant. Oklahoma's defense this year isn't as bad as it's been. Like, notoriously, their defense has been god-awful. It's not as bad this year. Still don't think it's going to be enough to stop Joe Burrow Burrow in that passing attack. It will will be interesting to see Oklahoma now in the playoff for the third consecutive year. you got to think this this is an experienced roster. I know Jalen Hurts, it's his first year with the team, but... um, I, I really like Oklahoma to... And the, the problem with LSU's defense is they've been getting killed by the run recently. Ole Miss has one of the best running quarterbacks in all of college football. Jalen Hurts is probably also one of the best running quarterbacks in college football. Ole Miss destroyed them on the in the run game. They just ate them up. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they have a game plan going into that. I mean, obviously they'll have a game plan going into it. I wonder if it's going to be effective or not and how their defense will hold up. Because we've seen them play very well defensively and then we've seen them be pretty lackluster as well yeah that sh- should be interesting can't wait for uh jalen hurts return to the college football playoff yeah it should be interesting so getting into the second game of the night eight o'clock we got clemson and ohio state fiesta bowl once again fiesta bowl mm-hmm. in the 2016-2017 season we saw clemson win 31 nothing led by deshaun watson of course mm-hmm. ohio state meanwhile jt barrett but um, oh, Clemson, JT Barrett the fifth, right, Dave? Thanks. Clemson enters as a two-point favorite despite being the three seed. Steve, thoughts? Uh, I think Clemson will cover and win this game. I think they, I think they win by a field goal. I think it'll be a very good game. I think Clemson is they're really well rested. I mean, you look, people look at it as they haven't played anyone this year. They're in the ACC. They're the only good team in that entire conference. It's they they're beating teams forty five to fifteen every week, and they've been they've been tested one game against North Carolina. They they didn't have a great game. They won like twenty one twenty or something like that. Kind of gave them a scare, and that's when everyone kind of ruled them out. They're like, well, Clemson's not the same team that they've been in the past. I look at it as all of their starters are done in the beginning of the fourth quarter. They're completely healthy, and Dabo Sweeney is as good of a catch uh, a coach as you can get in, uh, for a college football team. I think. Right. Every- I think Trevor Lawrence had a semi-rough start to the year. Seemed to be throwing at least an interception every game. But really, since that North Carolina game, Clemson's pretty much steamrolled every he's, team that they've played. He's been, Lawrence has been playing very well the past few games. And I think 
I honestly think it would probably come down to coaching at this point and between a first-year head coach and Ryan Day for Ohio State and Dabo Sweeney, I, I think the Clemson will have the edge. Exactly. This this is no Urban Meyer. Justin Fields is good. But Justin Fields is good. There's question about whether his knee is 100% healthy. He says he can't move like he wants to yet. wonder how that will affect him. It is his first year. It is his playoff debut. So um, I don't think the playoffs will affect him. I think the kids, you know. Playoff debut as a starter, yeah, I should yeah, say. Yeah. I think I think the kid's phenomenal. Uh, Georgia must be pretty pretty mad that they chose Fromm over him. But yeah, I, th- I think it'll be I think it'll be a very good game, Clemson Ohio State. Pro- I, I, probably I, one of the best games of the playoff. I I too think uh, Clemson should easily win and easily cover the spread. Clemson just a dominant team, as good as it's gonna get. Haven't lost since that uh, Kelly Bryant game that he started. Yep. In that college football playoff, twenty four to six, in um, the 2017-2018 season. So interesting, very interesting to see if Clemson can continue their their run of wins. And and you look, you you were talking about before, Dabo Sweeney was talking about how you ranked number one preseason, and then going into the season you're number one. You go thirteen and zero, and now you're number three. What, exactly. What more can you? What more can you do? Exactly. You're Two doing teams. everything you can. Exactly. You're doing Two everything teams you passing can. him. Exactly. And I understand it's based off of strength of opponent, and Clemson has had a weak strength of opponent. It's not like they they can really do much about it right now. Um, so we have Clemson. Both of us we have Clemson winning that game, and then LSU. So the final would look at look like LSU Clemson. Who do you who would you have winning that game? I, I once again think, think Clemson's the team to beat. Mm-hmm. I've thought this for the last couple of weeks now. Yep. Ohio, Ohio State's a nice challenger for Clemson, but um, LS, LSU, I think, should be a little tougher than Ohio State, honestly. But I I, I really got Clemson just to, also, to repeat as a champion, yeah. establish, further establish their dynasty, and further establish the fact that Davos Sweeney has now passed Nick Saban from a recruiting standpoint. And from a roster standpoint, too. I fully agree with you there. I also think Clemson will win. I think it's it's too perfect of a season for LSU. Too many things have gone their way. And going back to coaching, I don't think Ed Orgeron is a great a great like scheme schematic football coach. I think he's great at in getting the players invested in his team and then buying in. You see, they, they want to run through a wall for him. And that's great. I think you need that on a team. I also don't, but I just don't think... Dabo, I don't think that Ed Orgeron is as good of a coach as Dabo Sweeney, and he will be outcoached eventually. In that I, game. I I agree. I think I think it could be a good game. Could be uh, could be similar to uh, that Alabama LSU game from many years ago, as far as the amount of NFL players on okay, the field yeah. for this game. Clemson LSU, two premier premier NFL player factories, so should be interesting. Yeah, they they breed NFL talent. It's it's remarkable. So both of us have Clemson taking the title this year. Andy, thanks for coming on. It was a pleasure having you discussing college football. Thanks, fellas. Steve and I are now going to talk about the best sports moments of the decade. Uh, We also brought back Andy because he didn't want to leave us. Thanks for having me, boys. Yeah. Again? Again. Thanks, Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Dave. (laughs) So we're going to get started with the NBA because I think personally that's one of our favorites, NFL yeah, and one NBA. one of our favorites yeah. topics. So, and there's so much to talk about with the NBA this past there's decade. There's always drama yeah. going on. And it's going to stay in, it's the world's in best our lives. TV show. Yeah, exactly. So you started off, Steve. Uh, so personally, I think probably the most memorable basketball NBA moment of the last decade was LeBron's three-run comeback against his 73-9 Warriors. That was the whole that whole series, 
everything that was involved in that was just it was just crazy to it was just drama filled yeah and i think that was so memorable for us too because we were freshmen in high school and us three are a group of eight for high school friends wise and that's when we first became friends honestly was when we watched the nba finals together we planned our hangouts around the nba finals and I'm a huge LeBron fan, so it's going to stick with me forever. But I also think it's going to stick with my friends forever and Andy yeah, and Steve we'll because th- those games. they remember exactly where they were when they were watching Game 7 of the finals, yeah. right? And it was just so drama-filled, and the Warriors were so, so historic. It was yeah, crazy. They, they were coming off, uh, coming against, back against the Thunder on a 3-1. Very lead. emotional Very series. emotional series. And then they blow a 3-1 lead to the Cavs shortly after that. It's just it's, – it's, it's like almost like made up. The 30-for-30 30 30 of – Change, could have changed the whole trajectory of the league if uh, Durant had just held on Who knows with his, what with his thunder if they had won the title. That year. I mean, that's a big part of this decade, too, is Kevin Durant going to the Warriors. It started their whole dynasty. And there's just been so many big Warriors series in the past five years, specifically. And before that, it was the Miami Heat who had a lot of runs and a lot of championships. And the Cavs with LeBron had a had a bunch of runs. Not a lot of championships. One championship, that meant a lot. Had a bunch of runs, yeah, though. Yeah, but it was LeBron and the Warriors that you could take out of this decade. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So let's get to the NFL now. What, what do we have, guys? Uh, I would think, I mean, this is my opinion, I think the 28-3 comeback from the Patriots against the Falcons in the Super Bowl was probably one of the most memorable football moments of the decade. As much as I dislike the Patriots, it's yeah, I mean, absolutely insane how they play. I don't out. like the Patriots either, but for our listeners, Andy, who's joining the show again, is, is a, a big Patriots, Patriots fan. fan. He's a big Brady fan, which I respect because Brady's an all-time talent. Just like he's the best I'm a LeBron fan, and he's an all-time talent, yeah, so I can't yeah. rip him. Um, I don't like some of the things the Patriots have done, but I think Brady's the best quarterback of all time, and I think Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. And that, that Super Bowl for me really cemented Brady's status. As far as he entered it, say with a four and two record in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, if if he lost two that, to my Giants, by th- the way, then he's down to uh, four, then he's down to four and three in the Super Bowl. Pressure starts mounting. He's getting up there in age. But I think I think to get to that fifth Super Bowl win with the two losses, really in that fashion too. In that yeah. fashion, yes. yeah. Great game. I mean, yeah, the Patriots had great Super Bowl wins this past decade. I can't take that away from them. The Malcolm, yeah. Malcolm Butler pick. Exactly. You remember. Seahawks. That's one of those moments where you're going to remember for the rest of your life where you were. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, the, it, the Patriots, the Warriors, LeBron are all dynasties They're that all happened dynasties this decade. all dynasties of this decade yeah. for both football and basketball. And I would say over the past decade, NFL's always been the biggest sport in, in America pretty much. I would say that and baseball. Probably. But this decade... I'm sorry for the baseball lovers. It's really turned to NBA and NFL. It Would has. you guys agree? It has. It has. The to the younger dropped, audience, the ratings especially. have dropped drastically for MLB. Yeah. And I love baseball. I, that's what I grew yeah. up playing. But it's just starting to become very slow paced. And you got basketball players People that are just growing up playing AAU. Now. It's, it's, it's a sinking ship, the whole MLB uh, MLB fan bases. They're, 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 getting, they're getting to be in trouble with, with the rise of the NBA. I agree. I agree with that. But besides that... What about NFL plays? I mean, I was at the Odell game where he caught that one-handed catch. It was in my end zone. That's probably going to be the greatest play I ever see, unless there's something tops end I mean, like that, a championship that, was, that I go to. That was that was absolutely insane. I mean, not it didn't really have an impact on like their season or anything. They were, they were out of it at the point. Yeah, but like that just changed the trajectory of his whole career. Like that one that that one play just like kick started. Like wow, look at this kid, Odell Beckham Jr. He's great talent, and then he also started to become a head case, but. You know, there, there, that was just a significant play. I mean, of probably, the decade. Like, probably that's, that's greatest like, single play. You'll remember that forever. without any context in NFL history. I think you guys would agree with that. I would, I would agree with that. Yeah. Probably. 
Moving on to some baseball uh, over the last decade, my opinion, I would say probably the Cubs 3-1 comeback against the uh, Cleveland Indians. Yeah, I, the, I would One agree of the most that. significant baseball series yeah. of the decade. Yeah, I mean, they were in Ending such a drought, drought and yeah, they come back 3-1. Years. And uh, they're a historic franchise, too. Like, they have a they lot are, of fans. Yeah. Um, we, had, we had the Cubs. We had the easy-to-forget, the Giants. Yeah, At the dawn exactly. of the decade, three titles in five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a dynasty, too, you could say, honestly. Um, the Mets made a World Series, even though they didn't win this decade. Yeah. That was your, that was our freshman year, right? Yeah, yeah that was our yeah. freshman year. So that's also when our group started to form on just a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. But Slowly. the Yankees were always above five hundred. Me and Andy are Yankees fans, so no titles this decade. Yeah, no, t- which is which is sad for the Yankees. That's the one one of the few franchises you can say like you need a championship every decade. True. But right True. before this decade ended, um, they signed Garrett Cole, who's probably the best pitcher as everyone knows, and hopefully we get a couple more titles this upcoming decade and if, i, I, if I you like don't. the direction of where they're going we look at 2015 the wildcard game they were sending out lineups with alex rodriguez mark Teixeira, carlos beltran those guys were good but well past their prime yeah and then the the following years we started seeing the glaber torres aaron judds these and young guys they did a great job rebuilding that team but i mean let's stick to the decade what do you got for the next sport I mean, uh, just in general now, what, like, what do you think? Like, Tiger Woods coming back to Tiger win the Woods, Masters Tiger is very, Woods is master, very impressive. Yeah, I'm a big Tiger, yeah, yeah. Tiger, Tiger fan. Was, that was, that was, I mean, just for the type of, the type of comeback he needed to make as, yeah. like, a person, too, just to win that yeah. is is just insane and definitely is one of the top sports. I'm not a huge golf yeah. guy, but I respect the game of golf, and yeah. that's just insane how yeah. And obviously, there's been some off. big college moments. You guys follow college a little bit more than yeah, I do. I'm starting to get six. into it more now. There was the yeah. kick six. In college basketball, there's been tons of moments. Yeah. Um, uh, Villanova's win against North Carolina. Yeah. And that happens Yacono, to be my girlfriend's cousin, which is so cool, right? Yeah. And he's in crazy. the NBA now. So we, yeah, I always crazy. keep an eye on him. But just in general, there's been so many good sports moments this decade. And we we grew up, we're only 19, yeah, right? Yeah. We're not 18 and 19. So to grow up in this decade was pretty impressive. Maybe not just for our sports teams, like me and Steve. We didn't always get the best um, moments for our teams. I had the Giants. I had LeBron. You definitely had yeah, more I definitely had more. But, you know, we want more this upcoming decade. But it was just a great decade overall for sports. It was. We're looking forward to a great sports decade coming up. But as for next episode, we're going to have a special NFL guest star on to talk with us and preview the NFL playoffs, which we're all looking forward to. And as for that, thanks for listening. See you guys soon. See you guys in the next decade.